0: It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters.
1: Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio with Greg Davis. Priority Talk. And thank you for being with us in hour number two. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We talk to Cleet Hooks during this hour each and every week. And he is with us with the Apologetics Resource Center. Of course, this is Priority Talk Radio. And it's at 101.1 FM. Live Monday through Friday from 5 until 7 p.m. And then, uh, of course, uh, online as well at the WXJC radio app and on our website, PriorityTalkRadio.com. Listen live or listen later. You can find all the information there about our podcast, social media, our sponsors, uh, our show notes are all there. If you want to go and check it out, PriorityTalkRadio.com. And uh, Cleet joins us during this hour every week to uh, discuss worldviews, world religions, Christian counterfeits, and uh, we have just uh, had a great series of discussions over the last few months uh, for about an hour or sometimes a little longer than an hour mm-hmm. <laughs> about uh, different religions and worldviews. And today we take another one on, a, a different topic, mm-hmm. and it is Buddhism. Yep. And Cleet, I got to tell you, this is one, I mean, I guess I know the, the general stuff, but uh, I don't know a ton about Buddhism, so I'm probably going to ask a lot of dumb questions. Mm. Um, for someone like you who has studied it in depth. Um, well,
0: first of all, I haven't studied it in depth. Well, yeah, you have compared have to most stu- people you have. <laughs> now, maybe, <laughs> okay. maybe not in depth for you, right. but for gotcha. the average person
1: right. that's ha- sort of informed, okay. you're, sure. you're you're the expert. I got you. If not, we need to find someone else to come. There you go. You're well, the well, expert.
0: I probably could find you someone you d- else. You but.
1: could. <laughs> but you know about it. So okay. uh, let's talk about Buddhism. Okay. Now, What do, when you hear Buddhism, what do people think of? Buddha.
0: Well, yeah, they, <laughs> I mean, they think the, <laughs> they think of Buddha. First thing that comes but, to mind, yeah, you yeah. Know, is, is, but the history, of course, used uh, to be a restaurant
1: uh, over uh, here that was the Happy Buddha. You remember that? No, yeah, it was where? called the Happy Buddha on I, the South Side.
0: Well, there was another one on South and Side, the a, Golden uh, Temple.
1: I think it's the same place, but I maybe mean, it changed names. Maybe. Oh, did it? Yeah, but it had a it had a Buddha on top, like on the sit, on the roof.
0: Oh, I remember that, mm-hmm. but the, I didn't. Think that that was part of the uh, Golden Temple? The Golden well, Temple. Well, maybe it's not. I'm not sure. The Golden Temple was founded by Sikhs. Mm-hmm. Sikhism came into being as a peacemaking religion between Islam and Hinduism. Yeah. A lot of Sikhs up in Nepal, okay, north of. Well, India. there was
1: the Happy Buddha.
0: The Happy Buddha. Yeah, I, I remember they, that. They, they yeah. had some good yeah. food in there. I've There a time or two. <laughs> yeah. Not a lot, but yeah. there was a couple of times. Yeah.
1: I, I, when I worked in that area, people yeah. would you'd get out. Hey, okay, you'd wind up in there. So, yeah. let us uh, that's what I know of Buddhism, maybe a little more, but not a lot. Yeah. Uh, I know, um, you know, there's a real famous band uh, with some music that was kind of sort of related. Nirvana? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that, I'm sure. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I don't know. If, you know, anyway, yeah. talk to us about the history of Buddhism. Yes. Yeah. To understand okay. something, let's go back yeah. and trace it a okay. little bit. How far back do we go?
0: A long way. back. Way, way back. Um, actually, to the 6th century uh, B.C., yeah. Um, uh, Buddhism actually about the same time as Hinduism. Yeah, well, here's the thing: Buddhism. Well, Hinduism is the mother of all Eastern religions, but Buddhism and its various different groups and forms are is basically the dominant religion of the Far East. Okay, so but it came out of uh, Hinduism in in some respects um is eastern mystical religion but it was founded by Siddhartha Gautama uh, and Ag- Siddhartha Gautama Sidd- yes Siddhartha Gautama in okay. the 6th s- century BC he was um a very um, came about in a very well uh, very wealthy Nepalese Hindu family mm-hmm. in Nepal and his life was just the life of riley you know he very wealthy and had everything that he needed And but he forsook his wealth uh, and he had a family a wife and a, and a son and this is all there's as far as accuracy in the story there's a lot of legends about it but uh, the legendary accretions of it have him while his wife and son were asleep at night, he uh, left his life of luxury and wealth and to forsake that forever. And he sought to, he had come upon a Hindu wanderer that had a look of peace and serenity on his face, but he was thin, wafer thin, but he was holding out a bowl and, of rice. And Siddhartha asked the guide, he says, uh, what is this? He said, this is a religious Hindu wanderer. And um, he's seeking to break the cycle of life of karma and reincarnation. So Siddhartha, the story goes that he left his life of luxury behind his wealth and he sought to uh, find a way to an end to suffering basically life to live is to suffer as a matter of fact that is one of the four basic truths of of uh, buddhism he uh, the story has him falling into a trance under uh, a tree and when he woke from that trance he discovered four noble truths one of them is to It says, to live is to suffer. The second one is, suffering is caused by desire. The third, suffering can be eliminating by eliminating desire. And then, desire can be eliminated by following the Eightfold Path. (laughs) So... It's complicated. It's very complicated. And uh, matter of fact, Buddhism... I
1: thought it was about done, and then he added eight to it. <laughs> Yeah.
0: And if you see the symbol of Buddhism, it yeah. looks like a ship's wheel. It's got eight different points on it. Okay. And, um, I, have, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's the, what that is. Those eight, seven, those eight different points, the eightfold path is one has to have right knowledge, right attitude, right speech right action, right occupation, right effort, right mindfulness, and then right composure. Now, how did he come up with all that? Sid, his experience was the more he denied himself, the more he wanted things. The more he indulged himself, <laughs> you know, the, the more uh, conscious stricken he become, became, and uh, Buddhism, uh, Buddhist tradition per se, especially Theravada Buddhism, that's one of the schools or groups of Buddhists. Uh, Siddhartha, he he found the concept of God to be irrelevant. To be honest with you, so Theravada Buddhism basically is atheistic, and his whole. Uh, thing was how do i find a way to balance self-denial versus self-indulgence and that's how he came up with these four different truths and the eightfold path to try to balance life to find that
1: a lot of people probably ask those questions
0: sure yeah exactly a pretty
1: universal type it is um, you know things people uh, struggle with how do you balance
0: yeah but they, depend, I can see where it's appealing. Yeah, depending upon what group it is, within Buddhism, um, that the things that could be said about um, the the distinction between self-denial and self-indulgence depends on what group and how they define that. Sure, it's all definitional. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it can get quite complicated. Matter of fact, some people have joked about Buddhist logic as being very illogical, and I'll give you some examples of that in a minute. But, but the, that's a little bit of the history uh, of Buddhism. So
1: understanding that, I mean, what what was his goal? What's what's the goal of this?
0: The goal was to find a balance between self denial and so self indulgence, okay. but the way to do that is to become enlightened. And that's basically what the term Buddha means, the enlightened one. And so uh and enlightened as far as salvation is concerned. That we joked about the rock group or whatever it was nirvana Mm -hmm. well nirvana basically means salvation or heaven heavenly bliss you know to 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 a nirvana yeah to 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 do that but depending upon how much emphasis is placed on self-denial versus self-indulgence they would define that uh, quite differently
1: let's take a break i think that's a good point to uh break it off. Let My okay. head spinning a little bit. Let me try to grasp yeah. uh, some of this. Um, don't
0: don't engage in Buddhist logic just yet. Okay, I'm careful. I'm very <laughs> okay. careful. Cleet
1: Huck's with us, Apologetics Resource Center. We're talking Buddhism during this hour and uh, we'd mm-hmm. love to have you uh, join us. If you've got a question or a comment you want to text us 202-249-5592 text the letters PTR and that'll put you into uh, directly in contact with us here in studio 202 249 Five five nine two in the letter's P-T-R. This is on our website. Right when you pull it up, you'll find it. If uh, those are too quick for you, just head to Priority Talk Radio, you'll find it. We'll be right back. Priority Talk. Hey, this is Greg, and ever since the first time I visited Israel in 1999, I've encouraged others to also experience the land of the Bible for themselves. I'm wondering if you've ever dreamed of visiting the Holy Land and walking where Jesus walked. If so, why don't you pray about touring Israel with me in the summer of 2023. We will experience a 10-day pilgrimage that will include visiting biblical sites around the Sea of Galilee and actually taking an inspirational boat ride on the same waters that Jesus walked upon. We will also visit the holy sites in the city of Jerusalem, including Golgotha and the Garden Tomb. You'll also experience the Dead Sea and many significant Old Testament sites. The Bible will come alive to you like never before. Are you interested at all? Email me. Greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com and I'll share with you much more information about this trip of a lifetime. Email me, Greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com for more information on traveling with me to the Holy Land in summer of 2023.
0: Hi, Alabama. This is Robert Jefferson, Bible teacher on Pathway to Victory. Thank you so much for listening to Priority Talk with my friend, Greg Davis, right here on WXJC.
1: Mike Davis here, and Priority Talk Radio, and uh, we're visiting with Cleet Hucks as we do each and every week, practically every week during this during uh, this particular hour. And uh, we're talking Buddhism. Just not my drink over. It's okay. They'll head lid on it. <laughs> uh, we're talking Buddhism uh, here for the hour, and uh, we've talked about some of the history of Buddhism. Uh, really, the goal is finding that balance between. Um, desire and how'd you say it? Desire and Self-denial self denial and
0: self uh, indulgence. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: mm-hmm. Um, and that can get very complicated.
0: That can get very complicated.
1: And you talked about this eightfold path. Yeah. Uh, are we going to get more into that, or is that too
0: deep? <laughs> well, you know those those are the um, this, the wheel the the wheel yeah. and the the characteristics of one yeah. who has found the middle. Path, according to the Buddha, mm-hmm. the middle path or balance between self denial and self indulgence. Yeah. Okay. Now,
1: Buddha means enlightened one.
0: Enlightened one. Yeah.
1: Uh, now, is Buddha, again, I am really ignorant. Okay. Yeah. Is Buddha a being? A What? A being?
0: Yes, Siddhartha was the Buddha. He was he, it. Yeah, he became enlightened.
1: So, so the, mm-hmm. the the caricature you see of a Buddha, right? A Buddha that mm-hmm. that's supposed to be him, basically. Yeah, the fat Buddha. Oh, uh, there you everywhere. go. Okay, he's <laughs> everywhere. Okay, so <laughs> you know, we didn't really mention. He didn't
0: get much exercise, but <laughs> you know, yeah, um, because
1: you do see that. Yeah, everywhere.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, but yeah, Buddha was actually a person. He Nirvana was,
1: means uh, heavenly yeah. bliss. Yeah, heaven. Um, he.
0: One who has achieved enlightenment or become a Buddha. Now, they have a, uh, a savior figure, a bodhisattva, as they would call it, that one who has enchi- achieved enlightenment. But sometimes they'll divide uh, that as far as the destination of this savior figure. One who has a- achieved that enlightenment can go on to be Enlightened, but the other camp believes that, that that one who has achieved enlightenment can stay behind and help others on their goal to uh, enlightenment. Now, we do get into karma and reincarnation. Uh, however, it's, it's a little bit different from Hinduism. Uh, Buddhism doesn't require, uh, no matter what group it is, it doesn't require as many Reincarnations, as does Hindus, so uh, you know. But it's still the same thing. So you
1: get there with with less of it, right?
0: Yeah, basically.
1: Hindu, it's it's a lot. Yeah, you work your way from way up. That that's exactly right. You can you can move quicker, jump quicker. Yeah,
0: exactly. Let me go back to the um, (laughs) the four uh, noble truths. The, the, the whole idea. With one particular side of Buddhism and Buddhist Buddhist tradition, is that the pro, the the reason why we suffer is because of this idea of attachment to this world, okay? And that's the reason why I said to live is to suffer. Yeah, suffering's caused by desire. Suffering can be eliminated, eliminated. by eliminating desire.
1: And you do that by the eight
0: eightfold path.
1: Yeah,
0: but aren't you still stuck with the element of desire in order to eliminate desire don't you have to desire to eliminate desire <laughs> I mean there again yeah. we're getting into Buddhist logic and it really is quite different in its, its way of thinking well, it's hard than for us to
1: even in a western mindset to even wrap our mind around it exactly, exactly it, it's a totally different way of thinking
0: it's a totally different way of thinking yeah,
1: and most common as far as being um, uh, the way of thinking in the Far East, which would mm-hmm. be places like where where is this the, this well, that, this ja- way of thinking so ingrained into well, society?
0: Well, Japan yeah. and, and all the you know all of the Far East that be um, there's millions of of Buddhists in America, and they would be of different groups in America as well. Uh, in a minute, we'll talk about most heavily.
1: I would think in America on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Well, there's a lot of Hollywood celebrities yes. that are Buddhist. Yeah. Matter of fact, let me know well, I them. guess the
1: influence coming over from, yeah. from from you know from the East. Yes, like they they often find their way to California first.
0: Uh, isn't it interesting that the east is east and the west is west. Yeah, it is. And never weird. the two shall meet, but yeah. the east comes west but it first goes to California and then it comes east. It does, you're <laughs> right. But but you
1: do see a heavy influence in you California really and those western border yeah, you really uh states. Yeah,
0: and of course we talk about the New Age movement, a lot of that started in the early in back in the sixties with the hippie movement and and. Uh, Jesus so who are movie? some of the
1: celebrities and, and notables who Bollywood is? A bunch of them.
0: and everybody will recognize these names right off the bat. Brad Pitt. Remember when he was a just a young teenager? It seemed like it, one of his movies was Seven Years uh, in Tibet or something like that, and very interesting uh, movie as well. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm not even familiar with yeah, it. Yeah,
0: Brad Pitt, Jennifer Aniston, mm-hmm. uh, Angelina Jolie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Of course, was former wife of Brad Pitt, Sharon Stone, she's one. Tiger Woods, yeah, Uh, his mother was well, yeah, and that comes from his parents, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And she regarded
1: came to California,
0: yeah, regarded Tiger as a universal child because Mm -hmm. he was not only Buddhist, he was American, he was a lot of different things. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, Uh Goldie Hawn. When when we stumble across. Uh, critiques of today's uh, educational curriculum uh, sometimes people will point out and nice that's Buddhist thinking uh, the so-called mindfulness mm-hmm. that is taught uh, mm-hmm. is this is new age stuff. Goldie Hahn sponsored a bunch of that stuff. Out in the West, out in Colorado, I believe it was, but I have to look back and see where it was. But the so-called mindfulness of of Buddhism, but here's the thing: is it really mindfulness when you empty your mind, or is it mindlessness? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the issue. Um, well, it's but, like a lot
1: of things. It says it's one thing, but it's it's the right, exact exactly. opposite of
0: that. Tina Turner. Um, I, went, I wasn't familiar with Yeah, that. Tina Turner. Uh, as a matter of fact, Goldie Hawn uh, with that. And then Richard Gere, you know. Jackie Chan, <laughs> you know, martial artist, you know. He's into Buddhist big time. George Lucas, descri- f- founder of Star Wars, described himself as a Methodist uh, Buddhist. <laughs> wow. So uh, Jeff Bridges, uh, Stephen Seagal. As a matter of fact, Stephen Seagal, uh, believes himself to be the reincarnation of a particular Buddhist teacher. So that, you, that's just, a, you know, So you mentioned Star
1: Wars and, and his book mm-hmm. is, is there Methodist, Buddhist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, is, is there a lot of Buddhist uh, philosophy in Star Wars?
0: Sure is. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact.
1: I thought you might say that. Yeah,
0: sure is. The, uh, the, the yin-yang that is so popular here in the West is... Comes from Buddhistic Taoism. And um, George Lucas didn't pull any uh, punches at all. I mean, he got the force from Buddhistic Taoism, from the yin yang symbol. From, how, how much did the Star force.
1: Wars advance the, the Buddhist movement? Oh, I,
0: I think it through the element or path of pragmatism and entertainment. You know, it can be, it has advanced big time, especially, you know, when it's endorsed by all these celebrities in, in, in the Hollywood, you know, it's very popular uh, to meditate. When you get into meditation, Eastern meditation, with progressive relaxation techniques and guided imagery you, to get it into an altered state, you, you welcome the Eastern mystical stuff. Because they they love for people to get into an altered state, and in some forms of Buddhism, the altered state—the closer you are into an altered state, altered state of consciousness—the closer you become selfless. Okay, there is no self. Uh, matter of fact, many, some of them won't even acknowledge the self, and your goal is to become enlightened and it's the it's the extinction of the self my question is how would you know when you have arrived well you won't <laughs> so
1: yeah you really can't
0: there again is some Buddhist logic. Well, it's the same yeah. thing with yeah.
1: wor- any works based. How do you know what's ever good exactly. enough? How, exactly. How do you ever know? There's always somebody more, right. who's got more works than you. Yeah. How do you ever know when you've done enough? Exactly. You, exactly. you, you can't know. No, you can't because it's Because uh, uh, you can't meet it. There can't be good enough.
0: That's right. How much more time do we have in this? Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Well, it's very interesting. Um, well, th- we need to talk about the various groups of um, Buddhist uh, well, I'll tell you, let's, let's do okay. take
1: a break before we get into those, because okay. that'll take a couple of minutes. Yeah. Um, go through that Eightfold Path again. Name those off. We the, named them earlier. The, the Eightfold
0: Path uh, provides a way to,
1: way to um, balance
0: self denial and self indulgence. Yeah, to, is, to eliminate
1: the, the evil desires. Basically. Right, but
0: there again, the contradiction of Western logic evil. is that how do you de- eliminate desire without desiring to eliminate desire? Right. <laughs>
1: But the eight points so, are, because they sound, I can yeah. see where this would be attractive is what I'm getting from. Sure. To. You, have to you have see, how do all these celebrities fall into this? Right. Here's how. Name them again.
0: Right knowledge, right attitude, right speech, right action, right occupation, right effort, right mindfulness, right composure. Now, depending upon what group it is, they might define those things differently. Yeah.
1: But you can see the attractiveness. Oh, yeah. yeah. To someone who's searching. Because,
0: hey, this is it's a way of living. It's a way of living. It's a standard of life.
1: Mm. All right, we're talking Buddhism. Cleet Hooks, Priority Talk Radio, and he, is, of course, you'll find him and much on this subject at his website, arcapologetics.org. All right, we'll be right back with more on this interesting topic. <laughs> One Point USA is a security company serving churches and businesses in the state of Alabama. Don't wait until something happens to protect your employees and your valuable property. One Point USA's experienced staff understands your security needs and wants to help you before a problem arises. From video surveillance to card access control and commercial security systems, One Point USA has got you covered. Call One Point USA today at 205-701-0191. That's 205 701 0191 or visit OnePointUSA.com. That's the number OnePointUSA.com. OnePointUSA, be secure. And now back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis.
0: My life be like. Ooh, wow, yeah, ooh. My life be yeah. like. Ooh, wow, wow, yeah,
1: ooh. Priority Talk Radio, Greg yeah. Davis, and uh, we welcome you back in. If you're just joining us, we are visiting with Cleef Hucks. From the Apologetics Resource Center, and uh, we're continuing a conversation on worldview, world religions, and Christian counterfeits. And today's topic is Buddhism. And uh, we're halfway through with this conversation, so if you missed the first half, you may want to go back and pick it up uh, at the uh, on the Listen Later at our podcast. Wherever you listen to podcast, it's there. And then always you can go back and search at prioritytalkradio.com. Okay. So we're talking about Buddhism, and I think we've got a good feel for the overall you know, high-level understanding of the history and the goal and uh, some of the terms that are important, mm-hmm. um, sort of where this is headed. Um, what about the, the different groups? You mentioned that before mm-hmm. we had to break. and In any yeah, religion or right. any even denomination, mm-hmm. there's going to be uh, groups within the group, mm-hmm. and they can emphasize different elements or different um, parts of the religion. Mm -hmm. of the movement. Uh, So what are some of these? You've even referred, Mm -hmm. you've offhand referred to different groups, uh, even here in America. Mm -hmm. So uh, tell us what are the different groups and what makes them distinctive.
0: Let me give five different groups and bear in mind within each group, it can, uh, from group to group, it can vary widely as to the emphasis is concerned. That's the reason why it's very hard to get a, uh, a grip on you know exactly what Buddhism is because it's represented by so so many different things but first group is the Mayayana, uh Buddhist and Mahayana Buddhism worships Buddha as a divine being Siddhartha Gautama yeah. the first enlightened Buddha so um, in much the same way that um, Buddhists would think of him much the same way that Christians would think of Christ. Yeah,
1: Messiah figure. Yeah, Messiah.
0: You know, and uh, a the divine em- friend, the
1: embodiment of it.
0: A divine friend and a personal savior. You see, and that's that's. So it.
1: that would be your most probably far east extreme mm-hmm, mm-hmm. group, wouldn't you mm-hmm. think? Or, uh, yeah. If you just yeah. thought of yeah, classic over the top Buddhism, that would be it.
0: That would be the most extreme. I say be it be
1: again. My my.
0: Maya Maya. Maya. Mahayana okay. Buddhist. All right. Yeah, and they would, uh, again, worship the Buddha.
1: Probably don't see a whole lot of that here in America.
0: Some. Some. Probably in California. Some. Most in, they, in the West. Uh, worldwide, there's probably, well, there is. There's over a half a billion Buddhists worldwide. Okay. There's a lot of them. And yeah. it's growing here in America. But
1: as we move forward to these groups, i got a feeling like we're going to get to a couple that are going to be much more mainstream here. Yeah, probably. So that's where we're headed, yes, all right? Yes, Theravada.
0: Are. Uh, Theravada. Veda, Theravada, yeah, Theravada, Theravada. Some people would pronounce that, but they would view the Buddha as a great teacher, but not a divine being. They wouldn't worship him uh, as being divine. They'd, okay. So, uh, but then um, they would think of him and his way of achieving enlightenment as a goal or a path for them to follow to yeah. get the same, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. And then you got the Theravada, excuse me, uh, and, and again, Theravada Buddhism is very atheistic. And it, when you study his Four Noble Truths and the Eightfold Path and uh, all of that, the Eightfold Path being the middle road, so to speak, middle path between self-denial and self-indulgence, uh, um, you know, he, his concept of God was absent. So... The, it's very atheistic in that in that particular sense. Self-driven. Yes, yeah, self-driven. Uh, and then you get to Varayana Buddhist. Th- this is Tibetan Buddhism, Varayana Tibetan Buddhism, or even Tantric Buddhism. Um, there's Tantric Hinduism, Tantra Yoga, which is in in yoga. It's the more sexual forms of uh, yoga in Hinduism. But at any rate, uh, the Varayana Buddhist or the Tibetan Buddhist, um, they would worship the Buddha and even think about uh, their uh, leader, uh, the Dalai Lama, as being divine. I was going to ask about the yeah. Dalai Lama if you didn't yeah. get there. As a matter of fact, let me give you a little bit of history back in 2014 when the Dalai Lama. Mm-hmm. Visited Birmingham sure did, under William Bell, mm-hmm. the mayor. Sure
1: did. Rolled out the red carpet
0: at 16th Street Baptist Church mm-hmm. and on the platform of human rights, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a matter of fact, <laughs> I um, went back and read the uh, I think it was the AlabamaAL.com article on the thing, and he was relating, of course, um, for equity and inclusion and all that and uh, he the Dalai Lama was sounded exactly like that but he says human rights and this is you have to apply Buddhist logic to some of this as well human he quoted quote human rights come from within it does not come from skies It does grow from earth. Now, when you look at that, in other words... He said that in Birmingham. said that in Birmingham, and it's quoted by, I yeah. think it AL.com, is the article that mm-hmm. I got I remember that.
1: when he came. We talked about it on the air. Yeah.
0: And um, that can be interpreted as atheistic in some ways. Sure. But if all of this... If our rights and identity as human beings are just earth-originated, where's the personal god? But nevertheless, Dalai Lama is seen as divine, and some of them worship him. Richard Gere, the uh, actor, he was a big Dalai Lama uh, follower, and so it was, uh, well... Well,
1: That (laughs) doesn't sync up with American thought, because... no we're endowed by our Creator right. with certain unalienable rights. Right. And what he just said is just the opposite of Just
0: it. the opposite. And again, what he just said that I quoted smacks what we've been talking about as far as paganism is concerned, the denial of the Creator-creature distinction. What he just said leaves out the Creator altogether because it's all earth-originated, mm-hmm. yeah. all of our human rights, everything. So, would Paul's admonition in Romans one apply to that? No, they worshipped and served the creature mm-hmm. rather than the creator. Yeah, no, it so,
1: doesn't line up. No. Okay, that's that's interesting. And so, yeah. what Dalai Lama? What? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's finish out. Let, let's finish out yeah. these these categories. And I want right. to talk more about right. the Dalai Lama. Yeah. Um, but you applied uh, Dalai Lama to the uh, what was the name of the group? The Vera, uh,
0: it's the Varayana okay. Uh, but properly known, uh, popularly known as Tibetan Buddhist. Tibetan,
1: Okay, yeah. that, and that is one. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Okay. The couple of more groups uh, that we want to hit on. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, one I'm
0: still waiting on. We uh, hadn't got to yet. Well, here's here's Nishran Shoshu.
1: Okay.
0: Very popular in America because it's it's. It tends to be very materialistic, and then there, there again, what path, what yeah. separation are they going on as far as materialism is concerned? It's self-indulgence. Sure. Okay. Some as a matter of fact, some people have even likened it to some, some of the name it and claim it ideas. Yeah. You know, it's materialistic that that. This is why we're here. So no, it leans self-indulgence. more toward
1: the self indulgence. Some yeah. of these others lean yeah. more toward self denial. To,
0: and you can see where through the road of pragmatism Americans would be attracted well, yeah, to. Yeah, would
1: that. like that, yeah, sure, yeah. Is. Okay. So, so. And then then you got one more, I think. Zen. That's the one I'm waiting on. Zen. Well Zen Buddhism. Yeah.
0: It's um, been around
1: in America a long time, but it's it came to yeah. much more notoriety over the last yeah. few decades, I
0: would yeah. say. It um, Zen Buddhism Oh boy! This when a certain
1: and, team started winning NBA championships, <laughs> a lot of people started checking out right. Zen Buddhism. Um,
0: Phil Jackson, right? You know, he? but Phil Phil Jackson, uh, <laughs> Michael Jordan, and Scottie Pippen used to laugh at him in some of this stuff, but he was very serious. He he re, he referred to himself as a Zen Christian because of his Pentecostal upbringing mm-hmm. at that particular time yeah. as well. So, But Zen Buddhism, to the Western mind, it defies rationalism, okay, as it, because it's non-rational in its thinking. And the goal of Zen is to reach enlightenment through non-thinking meditation. Now think about that. <laughs> How do you do that? Uh, that's where, again, when people refer to Buddhist logic, quite often they're talking about that, because the goal of enlightenment is self-extinction, self and that's on the side of self-denial, yeah. Yeah. okay? And for you to even think is a contradiction to that, <laughs> because there is no real self some of them would say to be extinct extincted, extinction as mm-hmm. matter of fact let me read you some of the stuff that they uh, have said <laughs> uh, ha, for instance um, having thoughts prevents one from becoming enlightened uh, it is what condemns you in the cycle of rebirth now reductionist this is on the side of self denial they claim there is no enduring mind at all uh, no one exists long enough to snap his fingers
1: <laughs> well wow.
0: so and only last it only, lasts, it only Existence lasts only enough for them to exist rather than to not exist at all. Now, tell me how you can make sense of that.
1: Uh, My mind can't.
0: That is Buddhist logic. People exist only at momentary states. Okay? Now, for instance, one uh, 5th century Buddhist quoted in his Theravada text, He says, misery only exists. No one miserable. (laughs) No doer is there. No, but the deed is found. Nirvana is, but not the man who seeks it. (laughs) The path exists, but not the traveler on it.
1: Well, you can see where it would attract people to want to wanna figure this stuff out, yeah, and to understand it. Exactly. You can see, you know, you can see exactly. where it would could get a hook into you to go, what, yeah, exactly. and, and start seeking and start going after it and trying to mm-hmm. understand it. But mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to me, that's for sure. All right, we got to take a break. Let's yeah. come right back with another segment with Cleet Huck's ARC Apologetics here on Priority Talk as we uh, finish up our discussion on Buddhism. I got a little bit more questions about the Dalai Lama. Sure. Then we come back, sure, I want to clarify sure. a thing or two. All right, yeah. we'll be right back. Priority Talk. Marketing can be overwhelming. The marketing landscape is full of holes to lose your money. Stop trying to piece your marketing together. Start marketing with a purpose. .Edison Marketing is your full-service marketing partner. They are your business's outsourced marketing team. Call them at 205-332-3728 or go to their website at dotedison.com.
0: Hey everybody, this is Kirk Cameron and you're listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk.
1: Our final moments with Cleet Hux on this evening as we talk Buddhism. Cleet's with the Apologetics Resource Center, ARCApologetics.org. This is Priority Talk. If you missed the earlier parts of this discussion, I think you'll probably want to go back and find them at PriorityTalkRadio.com or Priority Talk on your favorite podcast platform as we've been talking Buddhism. Now, I, I wanted to clarify Dalai Lama. Uh, that is a person,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it's it's sort of a Tell me if I'm right. It's it's more of a it's a position that someone holds, and they are sort of elevated to Mm -hmm. a deity-like existence. Right, right.
0: Through through, some of them would claim reincarnation of a former uh, teacher, and they have become recognized to to the point of being a great teacher. That they risen to that level of reincarnation. Risen to that level of of um of admiration what would come
1: after that you you become god i mean they are their god is dalai lama aren't they
0: well yeah the, because many uh in the Varayana group would worship him as god
1: yeah or the tibetan
0: yeah to the tibetan um strand of, of buddhism yes
1: yeah. okay uh okay i just wanted to clarify that because yeah. you know you can think dalai lama is like this person's name and no, it's it's a title no. that it's they're referred to right, as, right. And, and a particular Dalai Lama mm-hmm. did come to Birmingham, did yeah. did stand in the pulpit of Sixteenth Street Baptist Church, sure. and deliver a message. And I do remember us covering it mm-hmm. uh, when it when it happened. Uh, okay, let's talk about this in salvation because that's really mm-hmm. what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does Buddhism uh, understand salvation?
0: Well, Buddhism, of course, like Hinduism, reincarnation, uh, cycle of life, reincarnation and karma. Karma is, you know, keeping tabs on good and bad deeds, you know, enough uh, to try to break karma. Depend, and it all depends on how many uh, lives one has to uh, engage in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unlike uh, Hinduism, uh, that requires many more reincarnations to ever work off your 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 bad karma um, there's less of that um, in in Buddhism per se it doesn't take quite as much uh, to do that um, you know you might want to ask as far as salvation is concerned it, if you ask a Buddhist uh, you know it, is your hope that at some point in your consciousness uh, you will be extinguished like the flame of a candle <laughs> that's that's the buddhist hope uh, again uh, in buddhist tradition that is the the extreme of self-denial um, you know wouldn't shouldn't you ask the buddhist well wouldn't you rather live eternally with a very loving god absolutely you know so yeah there's various ways that you can you know Um, build bridges to a Buddhist thinking individual. But there again um, Buddhists claim that desiring this attachment to this material world somehow results in bad karma. Okay? So they seek to eliminate desire. But one in order to do that would have to uh, desire to eliminate desire yes and wouldn't that bring on more bad karma
1: <laughs> sure as karma is that a a buddhist uh, is that does it come from
0: buddhism is that no, is that it, it, it's more hindu right it's more hindu okay it came from hinduism mm-hmm. because did they uh,
1: use that word or are you just using that word did they use it in well, buddhism karma? yeah yes yes they, 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 they would yeah. use it oh, yes. okay yeah. okay
0: and reincarnation It'd be the same thing yeah. they would just see that it takes less reincarnations for one to become right, enlightened than Hindus would. And and uh, yeah, because Siddhartha himself came from a Nepalese Hindu family, hmm. so hmm. Hindu background. So, so
1: this whole discussion has sort of been like, at, at moments I think it's about self, mm-hmm. and then at other times I think it's about self denial or, mm-hmm. or not or no self but yeah. which is it or is it both or nobody knows
0: <laughs> well <clears throat> those I've went, I've that went would, back and forth between those yeah. two those that would lean more uh say to the self-indulgent side of it again that the buddha
1: which is more your california yeah yeah
0: uh, you know
1: buddhist yeah
0: the celebrities the type tibetans of thing. and the Zens. yeah yeah um they uh, would, you know, they would say the self really does exist, you know. Um, but the other ones, the on, deniers, on the self-denials, would so say is, there's there's very little logic in that Buddhist type of. Sounds like uh, you can
1: thinking. just sort of get in there and land wherever you want to. Yeah. Sort of. There's a lot of room yeah. for a lot of room yeah. for uh for your own, for personalizing this.
0: It is. But I guess
1: that's true with anything. but.
0: But Buddhist tradition, as far as tradition, it really does teach extinction of oneself. Again, my question, how would you know when you have arrived? Again, this is what that side teaches again, that states of existence do not exist. There are no selves. So how would you know? You see. Mm. Nothing exists independently from everything else. And that's all atheism. is one. Yeah. Atheism as well. You see. So the no self view denies the existence excuse me, the no self view denies the experiences. <laughs> the we only we don't have any owners of that. Um there cannot be ownerless <laughs> or subjectless experiences or states. There are enduring selves, that's what the self indulgent would say, uh, and enlightenment versus no self. Hmm. And they would they would define extinction of self as becoming enlightened, but how would you know? That you're well, you
1: wouldn't.
0: been enlightened again. Man, this
1: is a hard one to figure out.
0: It's very, very hard. Uh, it's different, different. It's I very, guess
1: the way to make sense of it is just to realize mm, it doesn't make sense.
0: It doesn't make sense,
1: and it's not going to make sense. <laughs> it, you gonna. make it make sense to you. Right.
0: Yeah. It's very. It's a very individualistic. We think about a Tiger religion. Woods. Yeah.
1: You can see where he would appeal to this in a in an athletic manner mm-hmm. and, and the focus of. Yeah. The focus of a golf. And,
0: yeah. Uh, well, he said during the time that, you know, when he became the player of the year years ago sure. at such a young age that he, he liked Buddhism, uh-huh. but he doesn't think an individual can become perfect. And that's the reason why his dad, who was an Est follower, Warner Earhart, Earhard Seminars training follower, and his mom, who was Oriental, she, Called him the universal child because sure he had so many different bloods in him. Yeah. But um, well, his
1: dad definitely thought he was some kind of messianic because of all the different mm-hmm, uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: bloods he could pull together mm-hmm. and all the different backgrounds that yeah. he came from. That he was somehow going to be this leader of humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, that he had that potential.
0: I would I will say this though I think Tiger is more Buddhist today than he was back then. Uh, as a matter of fact, I saw. An article, well, then, as people get
1: older, they tend yeah. to lean more into yeah. the religion of their youth, I what saw, they were trained in. Yeah, I saw
0: an article not too long ago that right after that his breakup with his wife mm-hmm. and all, he started more and more getting back to his Buddhist. And that's what people do. Yeah,
1: that's right. That's why it's important people have the right foundation. Yeah, because exactly. that's what you go back to when you uh, when, when you're when you're searching. That's what you go to. Yeah. Um. Well. I, I, I think,
0: you know, a good question to there ask, more to say
1: about it or not. We're about a good question
0: to ask a Buddhist, though, did yeah. Buddha die? Yeah. <laughs> and of course, he did. He did. And as a matter of fact, in four eighty three uh, B.C. Well, you should ask your Buddhist friend, did he reach Nirvana, or was he reincarnated? <laughs> it's hard for him to answer that hmm. said, because they would not know. However,
1: there was nowhere else for him to be you know, reincarnated to, was there? Right,
0: no, um, because
1: he, he was already.
0: Yeah, and from a Christian standpoint, of course, it's reincarnation or resurrection. And Christ died, and there's evidence—more evidence—supports that than anything. Basically, mm-hmm. uh, there's much more evidence of life being linear. Than cyclical, you know, or becoming enlightened. You know, there's salvation with the one and only true creator.
1: Amen. All righty. Well, we'll have to wrap it up there. Buddhism, um, interesting topic. I learned a lot.
0: Okay. I
1: learned a lot uh, here. In fact, I may have to go back and listen to the podcast again (laughs) to try to take some of this in, or maybe I'm trying to understand it and I'm just not going to understand it. It's difficult. It doesn't there's,
0: make sense. No, it doesn't make sense to our um,
1: logical mindset. It doesn't make sense.
0: There's a um, a really good article that we have on Buddhism uh, by another author, Yandel, Yandel I believe, on our website. If people okay. want to pull that up, he he does a great job explaining. The self-indulgence versus self-denial okay. and all and that's that. really the heart of it. It is.
1: All right. Um, that's ARC Apologetics. That's Cleet Hux. He joins us during this hour every week. If you missed uh, the earlier part of this conversation or past conversations, find it on our podcast at PriorityTalkRadio.com. Everybody have a great evening.